Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians, and we'll look at chapter 12, verse 1. And it says, in my New American Standard Bible, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Now in my translation, New American Standard, gifts is italicized. So that is an implied word, but isn't in the literal original Greek. So what this is really saying is, now concerning uh, things pertaining to and of the Holy Spirit. So these truths that I'm sharing with you aren't just natural human elements like wisdom and knowledge and, and discernment. There is a human wisdom. There is common sense. There is knowledge from learning, from book study and you know, in life experience. And uh, discerning, you can be uh, perceptive. You can have, you know, be a good judge of character. And yet, you know, of course, we know not to be judgmental. And uh, you know, some people that think they have discerning of spirits just are nosy and judgmental. So, uh, you know, uh, we don't want to turn that very thing on ourselves. So, so uh, we we actually want to repent of that. Um, in Matthew seven, it says, "Judge not, lest you be judged." So. Uh, it's one of the blessing blockers, and we certainly don't want to block any blessings. We want to have um, breakthrough. And I, I've been on um, this topic of the nine gifts of the Spirit. So let's look at these verses here um, from verse 4 on. We'll read through to about 12. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Aren't you glad God is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure? Isn't it fascinating? Before the new birth, God was just a concept, uh, but when we're born again, we enter into his family. I think that's why this is so painful for my daughter and son-in-law there, you know, when, when you're a Christian, you see the value of life and existence on a very amplified level. So when something like this happens for to anybody, it's a sad, it's a tragedy. Uh, but um, thank God that uh, uh, children are sanctified by their believing parents, and to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. For this, this I am of this I am certain, and uh, thank God. Uh, what an existence to not have to experience the darkness and evil of the fallen world. Yet we have a job to do. So uh, we're not into evacuation or escapism. We're called out of darkness to show forth this marvelous light. And I, and I want to show you these gifts of the Spirit. There are all these varieties. But each one is given, uh, to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom... That's what you call a revelation gift. To the other, the word of knowledge, that's a revelation gift. Then it goes into power gifts. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing. King James says healings by the, the one spirit. And to another, the effecting of miracles or working of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, the distinguishing of spirits or discerning of spirits. We're going to talk about that, uh, that one tonight. That's the third of the three revelation gifts. To another, various kinds of tongues, and to another, interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, and one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. So it is God's will that we be equipped, 
It is God's will that we operate in the gifts. And the nine gifts are provided by God for enhancement of our Christian walk. They make our work more effective in the variety of situations we face. And uh, I want to show you this um, amazing discerning of spirits. And here's what a good definition would be if you're a note taker. Discerning of spirits, as I see it, is the ability to recognize, identify, and distinguish between various kinds of spirits that confront us. I'll repeat. The ability to recognize, identify, and distinguish between various kinds of spirits that confront us. Now, I want to say that, that right off the bat, this is not, um, you know, being like a demon detector. That's part of it. But we need to discern what is the move of the Holy Spirit and the mightiness of God. You know, we need to learn to um, have uh, sensitivity and our sensibilities be saturated with what God's provided. And, um, I, you know, there, there's a... there's. Jesus had a word of knowledge about uh, Nathaniel. He's, he, he knew he was under this tree. Some say he saw him while he was preaching, and he saw him over at a distance. But I, I actually think that he perceived that he was there, and then he walked right, and there he was. Either way, it's still great. Because then he said, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. So that was a discerning of spirits. And that, Nathaniel said, How'd you, did you, you don't know me? You know what? And, uh, but yet the Holy Spirit revealed to Jesus uh, the, the, the attitude, the, the, the condition of this man's heart, that this was a guy that didn't have guile in him. And uh, that really spoke to him, and he, he was like, wow. And he said, well, there are going to be more miracles, Nathaniel, but I'm glad you believe. But, and that is, in fact, guys, why we should covet earnestly spiritual gifts. In fact, let's go to chapter 14 real quick and flip over because it says something strong it says pursue love how many of you say that that's important in today's world you watch the news we need to the love walk needs to be happening humanity is getting pretty agitated with itself and uh but this is how the people will know that we're his disciples we have love for one another so this is our our finest hour uh, and God's called us to walk in love, but also to desire earnestly spiritual gifts, okay? And, um, and I, I was, I, I want to tell you that by, I think by defining these gifts and getting out of ignorance and getting out of being ill-informed or unaware um, and correctly as the Bible shows what these gifts are, then we're able to assess the true gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, healings and miracles are different from one another, um, and, and yet, but yet they're connected, but yet they're different, or why would we need those two gifts? You know? And we need discerning of spirits, and even a word of knowledge and word of wisdom uh, to know how to deal with the things that we face. We believe in a God that raises the dead, so... The father and the mother, the grandparents, this is what we see in the scripture. So God, is this, which, is this the direction you want for us in this situation? None of us had that prompting. So it's like, okay, we, you know, we had a, when Addison was born, she was rescued by God. She had the 
umbilical cord around her neck three times and two knots in her umbilical cord. And whenever my wife had a contraction, baby's heart almost stopped. So we had a real issue there. And God delivered her. And God's delivered her from a lot of things. And God will help this young couple, and they're going to do what God's called them to do, and they're going to win in life, right? And um, that I have been in situations where it looked hopeless, and God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, so empowered me beyond my own human uh, inclination uh, to have like the gift of faith, where it's this, I'm expecting, and I'm not letting go, we're holding on for this, you know? And I think we can miss it if we start to try to overlay things into circumstances that we try to exert and, and actually uh, uh, produce ourselves. You know, this is what I think we need to understand about these the gifts of the Spirit. It's as the Spirit wills, but He does will, and He wants us to covet them. And He doesn't want the church to be ignorant. So this is a moment for our St. Louis Family Church to really hunker down on this and really understand it. And and I've watched it with discerning of spirits. Uh, you can, people can get flaky in the operation of the gifts of the spirit. But just because they can doesn't mean we should completely back off of it. So, um, and there are uh, counterfeits to these things, like uh, fortune tellers and uh, you know that kind of thing. And we, we don't want to associate with that at all. But, but nor do we want to run away from the legitimate. We want the authentic, right? And, and, and the reason we do is because it brings honor to God and it stimulates people to consider Jesus for themselves. And we get results. Hallelujah. So uh, it's important that we, we get as accurate as we can with these, these kinds of things. And, you know, where it says you shall receive power, uh, that, that power from God that is dunamis. In 1 Corinthians 12.10, it says dunamis when it talks about miracles. And, um, and all of these gifts are powerful. And uh, it's, it's stored power. That's what dynamite is. It's stored power. And uh, we, our church is right near where the Energizer Battery Company is headquartered. And uh, I love the Energizer Bunny. Because he just keeps going and going and going and going. And I love being in a church where a young couple, they go and they're pressing into God when a lot of people get into blaming God, you know. And, and uh, the way, you know, the young man shares with us, you know, he's uh, like 15 days into a fast and he's believing God for great things. Of course, the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And this is why we're not playing games. You know, we're, and, and nor is the Lord. And he's helping us, and he's greater. Say this with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I want to just give you a biblical example of the operation of discerning of spirits in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 16. Paul the Apostle uh, tried to go into uh, Asia Minor, which is now modern-day Turkey, and the Spirit of Jesus forbid him. So he was having the Holy Spirit really help him. And he uh, had a vision at night, and a man from Macedonia 
was uh, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And uh, he perceived that they should go to Macedonia, so they did. And uh, it was a Roman colony, and uh, it's been restored. It used to be uh, uh, Yugoslavia, now it's Macedonia again. Uh, I appreciate the biblical name. And um, chapter 16, verse 14, they're just pressing into this place that God led them to. And it's the beginning, they're on the edge of, the, of Europe, southern Europe. And uh, they, they found a woman named Lydia uh, from the city of Thyatira. She was a seller of purple fabrics. And if you know anything about that, uh, it, it was a very expensive dye process. And so this means she was entrepreneurial and that she was making expensive clothing. And she was a worshiper of God. She was a Jewish woman. Um, this is telling that they couldn't find a synagogue or a temple. There had to be so many men in a town uh, that were Jewish to constitute the building of a synagogue, and there apparently were not that many. Uh, so they were by the river, and they were worshipers of God, and, and Paul and, and Silas found them, and um, the Lord opened up her heart to respond to the things spoken by Paul. Uh, could that have been a, uh, a word of wisdom? Could that, you know, that, that just a visitation from the Holy Spirit, anointing on Paul's message and then anointing on her hearing, and her heart was open. And when she and her household had been baptized, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. So she was a hospitable a generous woman. She invited uh, the, the, the guys into their home, their family's home, and her whole household, her husband and her kids, and she were all saved and filled with and baptized. And then it says in verse 16, it happened. Everybody say it happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's a strong couple of words right there when you read this. It happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, Listen to this. A slave girl having a spirit of divination met us who was bringing her masters much profit by, by fortune telling. Following after Paul and us, she kept crying out, saying, quote, These men are bondservants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. Literally, a way of salvation. So, Paul didn't feel comfortable with this marketeering from this particular voice. Didn't feel right to him. And it says, following after Paul and us, she kept crying this, and then look at verse 18. She continued doing this for many days. Now, but Paul was greatly annoyed. Now, I've actually parked on this verse and justified bad behavior with this verse. So I don't, don't make that your primary takeaway of this message. But it's good to know that Paul was annoyed. Paul, the St. Paul, the apostle, right? It's another way of saying it was like fingernails on a chalkboard. It was grating in him. It was something isn't right. And again, I want to differentiate between the, the, I believe God gives humanity gifting, 
uh, with eyes and ears and, and, and cognitive skills and, and, and where we can we, we actually can be intuitive and, 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 and that's, that's actually a natural thing from our being made by God and him in his image, right? But there is, what I'm trying to tell you from 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, those chapters, these things are not human gifting. You know, I knew a wonderful pastor and his wife. They were faithful all the way to the end. His wife's still alive in, in the great state of Texas. And he was a Baptist for about 17 years. He pastored a church, a Baptist church. And he decided to tackle 1 Corinthians 12 and go down on the list of the, of the gifts of the Spirit. And he would talk about the gift of healing, and that was the healing arts. Those are, those are nurses and doctors. And, and then he talked about the gifts of the word of wisdom. Those are the college professors and words of knowledge. Those. And then he said, wait a minute. And he paused and he said, you guys, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And he closed the book and finished the sermon. And, uh, it, it was, and later on, he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Actually, T.L. Osborne uh, led him in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he became on fire for the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, he was a highly educated, wonderful uh, pastor. And, uh, but then he got anointed by the Holy Spirit. On, and that's distinct and amazing. I don't think my reading of this though it says the description of her early is that she had a, um, a spirit of divination. I think for Paul, for them to have been followed for days, um, I've always read and sensed that the timing on that, he had a check, it was annoying, what is that? And then finally it's like, ah, that's a, that is, that's a spirit of divination. And in the name of Jesus, look what it says here. Uh, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And it came out of her that moment. Boom. She got delivered. Then all hell broke loose. When her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, these men are throwing our whole city into confusion being Jews and are, are proclaiming customs which are not, it's not lawful for us to accept or observe being Romans. So they're just agitators. But uh, Paul, you know, it, it, and I think it's interesting. It says that they, they just had this, Paul's trying to find out the next steps of his ministry. The Holy Spirit is saying, I, for, I don't want you to go to this region yet. Um, don't, you don't go into Asia Minor yet. But I want you, and he tried to go into Bithynia, and the spirit of Jesus forbade him. But then he said, and then he gave him a dream, go here. So he goes here, finds Lydia, it's great, the family, they all get baptized, the whole family comes to the kingdom. Which later again happened, the Philippian jailer, his whole household got saved. So whole households are getting saved here. And you can see the richness of this. And this is Paul's first, this is the first convert in Europe. And this is the turning point of Western civilization. So sometimes when we think, I gotta be in this kind of thing, I've gotta have this role, I've got, I, I wish I had this gift, I, I wish I was made this way, uh, maybe we ought to just chill a little bit about that and just trust God and just say, Lord, you know, I, I know that you give gifts uh, uh, to all of us. We all have a place, right? Is this okay? Am I preaching to the right people? 
Because the devil is not going to reinforce this. He, he is, the other man's grass is always greener. He is regret-oriented because he has a lot of regrets because he really messed up. Misery demands company, so he tries to make everybody miserable. But we in the church have to just understand, thank you, God. You've accepted me. I'm accepted in the beloved. You, you, you define us as the body of Christ, and we're all members each in particular. And if you, if you reread 1 Corinthians, uh, you'll read, you know, the eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. I watched sur- surgery teams. Uh, Steve worked in surgery situations where he did a... Um, Pro, uh, uh, like nerve detection to make sure there was no nerve damage and to try to coach the, he'd have to communicate with the surgeon, hey, there's, there's some, some, uh, something happening here. You need to back off of this. And they worked together, and, and it was in, 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 a, in a cohesive way. And um, when we had a staff meeting yesterday here in this building, uh, uh, I, I read all, we read all of Ephesians 4. And it, and it talks in verse 16, and I love, this is just such a great verse. That, um, and let's look at this, Ephesians 4.16. Because I'm talking about the gifts, and I'm proliferating throughout the whole body, and each one of us having a part. And it says, um, let's look at verse 15 first. It, it says that he gave gifts to men, and he's raised us up, and we're to speak the truth in love. We're to grow up in all aspects in him, who is the head, uh, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together. That's composure. That's not chaos. That's organization. That's not disorganization. That's, that's unity, not, not rivalry. You know, it's love, not strife. Uh, and by that which every joint or ligament supplies, according... To the proper working of each individual part, which causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Now, you know, the Bible says we know in part and we prophesy in part. And that's why God designs us as a body so that we can gain uh, bigger perspectives by listening to each other, by loving each other, by following the word of God and then trusting him. Uh, for these gifts to operate. How wonderful was it that finally Paul, who was annoyed, perceived this young lady was unfortunately possessed by an evil spirit and that these manipulators were taken advantage. And by the way, um, a spirit of divination, divining, I mean, that's, that's telling right there. We don't have a we don't, we don't need to get spooky, but nor should we ignore the reality that this lady was being uh, influenced by de- demons and there had to be a level of accuracy to what she was perceiving because they were making money from it. People were getting all caught up in it. I just saw an ad here in town uh, and, and uh, you know, it, it, the people are weeping and, you know, peop- they're, they're in, in a familiar spirit... Um, they the, the, hangs out with the family and observes and will watch. Uh, and, and, and I don't mean to, you know, I, the, the, this became imbalanced in, my, in the circles I was in in earlier days. So uh, it, it, this, again, is not all a demon here, a demon there. With, with the best part of discerning of spirits is perceiving what the Holy Spirit is doing. 
to develop and say, God, I covet earnestly. I want to know what you're doing in the earth right now. And if that, God, if that's you, bid me come. And is this the Holy Spirit? Or is this just a human manufacturer? Or, or, or is this the flesh? Is this the, or, or is it the devil? You know? And, and, um, and he, will, he will help us. He will help us. And God did help Paul here. And some people say, oh, yeah, it was the Lord that he got thrown in jail because had he not been thrown in jail, the Philippian jailer wouldn't have gotten saved. I wouldn't praise God for being thrown in jail for over that. I would praise God that even in the midst of that, God's going to work it together for good. And that's the beauty for the young couple is we know God, what the enemy means for harm, God's going to turn around for good. And that, you know, the death is an enemy. So, you know, that didn't come from God. But, but what does come from God is so much of the richness of awareness and hope and trust and restoration and, you know, it, it, it enhances our witness, right? And so the, here are four things that, um, that discerning the spirits will do for us. I want to just tell you that it's essential that we be equipped in today's world to operate in the realm of the spirit and handle our enemy and understand and flow with the Lord. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, For God sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So these gifts, these revelation gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning the spirits, help us and give us a glimpse of how God sees things. And, and you know, you're a young mother, there's your child, and you you need these gifts. Like, God, I, 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 I want to know... Uh, what I can do as a mom to steer this kid going forward in this crazy world. So it's like, God, I, I welcome your perspectives. So like, for example, you, you're going to sign up for classes. And it's like, what are you going to major in? I don't know. You know, uh, and, and it's like, but, but God, my father who sent Jesus and gave me the Holy Spirit, you know, and Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. Paul was annoyed, greatly annoyed by this lady going, these are men who are teaching the way, a way of salvation. You know, it sounds good, doesn't it? Um, and, and God wants us to, to, God wants us to judge prophecy. And there's been, there've been a lot of prophecy movements and you've got to, uh, hold to what is good and, 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 you know, put on the back burner even what is good and, and refrain from what's evil, right? And learn how to discern. And, but I'll tell you, discerning of spirits is like the quick, um, it's reserved power that comes in on the scene, boom, and God gives you a knowing, gives you a knowing. So, uh, first, First point of, of the gifts of, the, of dis, the gift of discerning of spirits, uh, it lifts the veil into the realm of the spirit. You know, in Ephesians six, Paul talked about uh, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh or of human uh, nature. They're they're divinely powerful. Or the, he said, uh, it's we. We wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of this darkness, and spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So it, it helps us to recognize 
um, that it, life is, doesn't just stop with what we perceive with our five physical senses. And that, that uh, but yet, uh, in that spiritual realm, uh, where, where Satan and his demons operate, also God and his angels operate. And you could have a discerning, like Paul, later on in Acts, was uh, a prisoner on a boat. And an angel at night visited him. He perceived an angel visiting him. So that would be a discerning of spirits. That Paul knew that was an angel. And the angel said, hey, Paul, nobody else saw it. Nobody else heard it. Uh, But Paul had that gift operating. And he said, and the angel said, hey, you know, everything's going to be good. All the stuff's going to be lost, but everybody's going to live because of you, Paul. You know, and so he gets up and he says, hey, you guys. And they're like, I don't care, man. I'm going to go with the captain. And then they wrecked and everything. And they swam up there. And uh, God, and then, you know, Paul's like, well, I, I love you guys. I'm going to build a fire for you, you know. And, and he builds a fire, and the serpent goes, and just squirts a bunch of venom into him. He's hanging on him, which is rude. And, uh, and uh, I met a herpetologist in Zimbabwe, and he had been bitten by that same snake, and he had a finger missing. And he had a tattoo of that snake on his arm. And he said, that's one of the most fierce, vicious snakes. And their venom is terrible. And this is what it does to you. And uh, Paul just shook the serpent into the fire. And that was in Mark chapter 16, you know. Um, You know, take up serpents. And if you drink any deadly poison, it won't hurt you. So, I mean, he wasn't taking the serpent and going, woo! You know, it was like he was building a fire. (laughs) See? How does a group find a box of snakes and go, yeah, we're going to have church? Bring our neighbors, come on. And we'll have a pot blessed meal. We'll have rattlesnake, you know, it tastes like chicken. But God wants us to have a covet this, this gift. This is an important gift. And when this gift operates, it'll, it'll operate in you and you'll think everybody sees what you see. Because God pulls the veil away and it's like, that, I see this. And... um. I've shared this story, but briefly, I'll repeat it, that uh, during the flood, I had responsibility designated to take care of the homeowners. So I represented the homeowners. We were also working with businesses to clean up the businesses and, and you know, and, and, and uh, direct and lead the volunteers for cleanup. But uh, a couple, of, a man and his son uh, came in and they had a, prop, a proposal on how to get monies to the homeowners faster, and uh, they wanted to make a presentation at City Hall here at Chesterfield. So the city government leaders asked me to go and sit in and listen because that's where the, the mayor had designated that I had that responsibility, so I was representing you know, these families, uh, dozens of families. So I sat there, and my dad was with me, and as we were sitting up there, then these men were making this pre- presentation on a, um, you know, a, one of those whiteboards, and with with uh, and they were writing as it, uh, I as I sat there, I it, I don't know it it, it I, I thought it was blood pressure, I thought uh, why am I why why what's happening to me, and 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 I just something I I got so aware of the the lying that I slammed my hands on the table and I stood up and I said you're liars, you're liars. And everybody got quiet. My dad was sitting there, and he, he's such a type B. My dad was such a gentle soul. The guys that know my dad, he's just so sweet. And 
He just was like, and, and uh, the, the city officials were there, and the, and, and the man bristled up on me, and I said, how dare you come here and try to steal from these people that are victims of this disaster? And uh, he said, well, who, who are you? And I said, they've assigned me, I'm a pastor, and they've assigned me to, assigned me to well, you, you don't have any business telling me what to do. And I said, well, listen, you're not only a liar, but now you've got your son lying with you. That's wicked, and you need to get out of this building right now. And uh, they looked, and they were like, and the guy bristled up, and I said, get out of here right now. And they packed up and left. Well, about three days later, one of the police officers from Chesterfield found me here in the valley working. He said, you were right about that guy. I said, what do you mean? He said, he's, he's, got a, he's been coming down the river from Kansas City. He's been going in and doing this little scam setup. And see, I was in a position of authority, delegated authority from the mayor. God had called me to it by prophetic revelation. God was having me pray, and I did not know what to do next for the church or the ministry. We were generally having services, much like we are now, worship, services, coming to have some events. But I thought, there's something big coming up. And I couldn't really read it in the natural. But the Holy Spirit was helping me, and it was, I will tell you, it was these gifts that were operating. The word of knowledge, word of wisdom. The word of wisdom and word of knowledge was, I'm about ready to show you something, so get ready. And word of wisdom was, and, and, and he, he had me call the church to flood cleanup. And when I said it, it was like everybody just looked at me like, I don't think I want to do that. I don't even know what that is. What are we going to pack up where this church, with, you know, it's, and it, now we're all of a sudden going to go. And in fact, one man who, he's left many churches, uh, said, oh, I don't believe flood relief is ministry. Well, it ended up being big time ministry for us. It was ministry for us for years. So, you know, I'm glad he's gone, and he, because he, he didn't, you know, he just, he's just got a whole other agenda. But God had a plan. And even with Paul's agenda, he wanted to go to, to, to uh, Asia Minor, and the Spirit of God forbid him. And, but later on, when he did go to Asia, he preached in the school of Tyrannus for two years, and the Bible says, all of Asia heard the word within a two-year period. So there was a time, it was timing, and there, God said, no, Paul, I, I'm going to steer you because you're yielded, and I want you to go to Macedonia. And there's this family, Lydia's family, and then you're going to cast a demon out of this girl, and then you're going to get to lead this whole household to the Lord. And I think about the Philippian church in the first couple of rows. Here's this girl that used to have a demon, and she's just clothed and seated and in her right mind. And her handlers aren't around anymore. Here's this sweet little cozy family, this lady that's got purple, and then she's, you know, got a really, you know, drove up in a Bentley, and she's awesome. And then here's this family of soldier, this soldier and his Roman family, and they're all sitting together. I love you, man. And they're singing, I love you with the love of the Lord. And Paul's like, boy, this was a difficult church to pioneer. But God gave him the gifts. God steered him. And I'll say this to you guys that are in real estate or in medicine or you're my mom or you're a dad or you're going through something you didn't expect or things are great for you right now. We have help from the Holy Spirit. He said, not only will you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, but he says, I'm gonna, he called him another helper. I'm another helper. And I'm telling you, I, I see it in my, I, I, like, you know, 
I see it in the application of my responsibilities, but there are research scientists that God will give a word to that will crack the code and, and bring healing to a, to a whole disease. There, there's, there's discernment right now when people are lying so much. Lying has been elevated to virtue status. People have developed a skill set at lying. They don't even blink. And uh, they'll just lie upon lies upon lies. There are even religions that say it's okay to lie. But Jesus desires truth in the inner man. So you want to go with, you know, (laughs) call every man a liar, but God is true. And we don't want, thou shalt not lie, right? And so Paul was annoyed but then I, I, I'm convinced he had a discerning of spirits. That's a, that's the spirit of divination. Because doesn't it sound like these are men who are teaching the way of salvation? Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. Hey, I've got we got free PR. Yeah. We didn't even have to pay for it. What do they, what do they say that um, all uh, uh, what is it all all press is good? All press is good press. He didn't feel that way. It was just grating on him. When those guys came in, they were they were they were skilled liars in that in the city council uh, chambers. Oh, they they were like oh, and then and if they just get this money in here, and what they'll do, they can give the monies they have now, and we'll be able to. You know, it was it was just like one of those shell games. It was, but and I thought everybody would have known it. People were like, and and but the Holy Spirit didn't want us wasting our time. And those God wanted to give those guys an opportunity to repent. So they got, a, they got the rebuking of their lives and got kicked out of the building. And, uh, and that, you know, I went away, I, I felt like, what just happened? I wasn't excited about that. I'd rather not do that. My personality is like, hey, I'm chill. I'm from Southern California. But, you know, where are my flip-flops, you know? It's like, dude, you know, dude, I just, hey, what's up, you know? Oh, you got money for these people? Cool. Except you're lying. Right? So we need the discerning of spirits. Number two, it enables us to see as God sees. It enables us to see like God like like one time I was witnessing at college and there were there was a group of people, about thirty-five people, and I was out in the open air and I was sharing the gospel, and God began to speak to my heart. It wasn't like an audible voice, but this, do you want to see it as I see it? And I said, Yeah. He said, you see these people that act like they're, they're listening? They're not. But you see these people that are acting uh, like they don't, aren't listening? They are. And then it just was like, whoa. Because in my natural discernment, I thought these are people that are really paying attention, and these are people that are blowing me off. But he said it's exactly the opposite. The person with that red face is upset. They're actually receiving this. They're under conviction. These people are just acting fake. They're, not, they're just deflecting it. Isn't that amazing? And God really, uh, it, it, this gift is so helpful to help us. It enables us to see things like God sees it. Like Paul thought, man, I want to get to Asia. I want to get to Asia. This, is, this looks like the good thing to do. This happens oftentimes in ministry. That's why you got to pray for your pastor because there are a lot of great things and great opportunities. And, and if you get caught up in this, what are these other people doing? Then you're going to be running in circles. We all need to find out what the head of the church wants for us and then go with it. So it'll lift the veil to show that, and then also it'll enable us to see things the way God sees. Number three, 
Discerning the spirits is given to protect us from deception. Discerning the spirits is given to protect us from deception. One of the scary verses in the Bible is that Satan appears as an angel of light. An angel of light looks comforting and glorious and, and correct, but it's not glorious and correct. He's a, he's a fake, and he comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So the discerning of spirits would be, wait a minute, that's not the Lord. Now, in the case of Paul, when he was in the boat and that angel uh, spoke to him, that was a legitimate angel from the Lord. And, uh, you know, you can read about angels shutting the mouths of lions for Daniel, angels speaking to Zacharias uh, about John the Baptist being born, or angels ministering to Jesus after he was uh, tempted in the wilderness, and, you know, uh, angels that are ministering spirits sent to uh, those who are heirs of salvation. Hallelujah. So it's not just all. Discerning of spirits isn't just being a demon specialist. Discerning of spirits, first and foremost, is to see what God's, as God sees and to have uh, the eyes of our understanding. One of my biggest prayers I love to pray is that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we'd have a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I mean, even this situation with Addison and Steve, God, what do we do? We all were in unison on it immediately as a family. We just sensed where God was leading us and how God was leading us as painful and as hard and as upsetting as that situation is, yet there God is our, our help. He's equipped us so we could operate in the realm of the Spirit. We can motor through life and not be spooky or flaky, but also not be spiritually dull and dead. I mean, I want to see all the body of Christ get in on all that God has for them. And all the denominational church and all the, you know, everybody. I want to see people get caught in, into this abundance, blessing of these, you know, working of miracles, gift of faith, gifts of healing, and so forth. And um, uh, so this protects us from deception. Aren't you glad that, that you can trust God and he'll help you? I mean, um, there was a girl that, you know, there, there, there was a time where it was popular to put out a fleece. And if you remember Gideon, he needed, and that was in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, and he was being uh, called by God to be a warrior and to, to provide leadership and to, and to deal with and vanquish the enemies that had oppressed Israel. So he was, he was uh, reluctant. And he was insecure, and he wasn't certain. And he, you know, oh, yeah, well, I'm the least in my father's house. Well, if God really loved us, why did this happen? And he goes through all this rigmarole. And then, uh, well, if this is the Lord, I'm going to put a fleece out. And that's, you know, that's an animal skin, like they make, like rugs or whatever, seat covers or whatever. And he, and he said, and now, so if there's dew on it the next day, then, then that's God. And then, so then he sees that there's dew on it. And he goes, oh, now, you know, I've seen an angel. He was just, he's a trippy guy. And um, so then it became popular in the circles I was in, some circles, not where I got the teaching in Bible school, but uh, I'm going to put out a fleece. And what that means is I need a natural confirmation to determine whether this is God's will or not. So I knew a girl, the guy quoted some 1 Corinthians 13, and it was like, oh, that's the Lord. God's supposed to get married to him. Well, it lasted about two days, and they didn't get married, but the, you just, 
are, are you hearing where I'm coming from? As a pastor, I've seen a lot of things, and that fleecing thing, I even had, you know, people I really respected, like, like I fleeced the Lord, and I, I heard somebody say that if you, you know, if you fleece the Lord, you'll get fleeced. So it's like, if you know the vernacular, but, and some of you are like, what are you talking about? And I ho- I'm glad you don't understand what I'm talking about. If you, if, how many of you do understand what I'm talking about? So it's like, um, that's not the way we get our primary directives. We get our primary directives from the written word of God and from the inner witness, the, 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 the still small voice prompting of the Holy Spirit, which we can grow in and develop. Are you guys hearing me? You with me on this? Is this good? And, uh, but then, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, operating separately or in connection, and to have those things come in and uh, like, a, like a power on reserve enhancement in a moment to help us see things the way God sees and enter into the, and look at things spiritually. Paul was, he went from being annoyed to recognizing and saying, get in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And uh, she got set free. And, and he got thrown in jail for it, but... Think about, think about how crazy the Roman Empire was to throw somebody in jail for getting somebody set free, but it was because her fortune-telling was no longer making... And, you know, this is what I saw on the TV. The lady was piled up here making a ton of money, packing, packing a whole building and making people cry, and I don't know if a lot of it is a circus game or if it's a demon. It's unlikely it's the Holy Spirit because it doesn't often give any credit to Jesus. But even when I was young, there were there's Gene Dixon and, and uh, Edgar Casey and some of them that did sort of meander through and oh Jesus and this and that this is a gift. But you you have to learn to discern it. And I watched my own mother read those books when I before I became a Christian and it did not do her any good spiritually. It, it brought confusion to her. You remember that it it, opened, it it along with diet pills and some other things opened a door to the devil and caused havoc in our lives. So. Uh, hallelujah. You guys still here? You good? Everybody happy? I wish I could crack some jokes right now, but anyway. Lastly, number four, it enables us to diagnose people's problems and to help them. Discerning of spirits, it, it, it comes in, in a way where it helps you to see what's really going on. What's at the back of this situation? And uh, it, it, it helps you to push past offenses. Like Paul was annoyed, but then, and, and Paul didn't cast a demon out of her because of his annoyance. He cast a demon out of her because God called him to be a liberator and to go set the captives free. And that was the best gift that girl ever had. And when she got set free, <laughs> that must have been the happiest day for that slave girl. She's just like, woo, she got free, you know. It's like, well, I want my gift back. I want that demon. I don't think so. I don't think so. So uh, I hope this helped you. Um, pursue love, but desire earnestly spiritual gifts, uh, especially that we, we may prophesy. And God is wanting us to be a prophetic people, be sensitive to his voice. And I want you to stand. We're going to have a... a we're going to have an altar call. We're going to all come up here. So f- come find your way up here. And we're going to stand and uh, we're going to sing one of these songs with, with Maddie.
and I want a breakthrough. I want you guys to rededicate. I want you, if you're not saved, I want you to get saved. And uh, if you want that supernatural help from God, and you want a breakthrough, you want relief, Jesus will give it to you. And it's just being diligent. I mean, you're the first one up here. And you're just, I want what God has for me. I could tell. I could see it in your face. And he will give it to you. He does not withhold. He is so faithful. And he loves us so much. Who in here will say, I know Jesus loves me? And who would say, God has been good to me? Oh, yeah. He's so good. Isn't he good? Was this all Greek to you? Dunamis, dynamite, superpower, right? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. People are loving on my daughter right now. I appreciate church. Let me tell you something. I always wanted church, I wanted it to be a place where it's okay to have a problem, but it's not okay to stay stuck in it. And we don't use our problems as our identity, so we are pathetic and always milking people for attention but we're also not oblivious to how challenging life is. And we, and, and, and we know that we have a, a, a good God who loves us so much. And he's called us out of darkness. Let, let's just repent of anything we need to repent of, and get our hearts right. This is a good message to get us ready. Lord, you told us to pursue love, but to desire earnestly spiritual gifts. Uh, and I'm asking God for these these nine gifts to operate in these brothers and sisters with great proficiency. I pray, Lord, they begin to sense and flow more in the spirit than they ever have in their lives. I pray their relationships, their phone calls, their decision-making, their choices, their careers, their finances, everything would be supernaturally just so great, Lord, so amazing. God, if there's anybody here who needs to get saved tonight, I pray, God, you'd grant them repentance and they would be their eyes of their heart would be open and they'd surrender to you 100%. God, I pray all of us, would just this would just be a just a worshipful breakthrough Friday night. In Jesus' name. Maddie, let's sing that song. I love you, Lord. 